Welcome, change agents. I'm so glad you're here. This is Cheryl Klein, and you're listening to the Limitless Leader Podcast. Hey there, Cheryl here. I always start these conversations off with, it's a special day, which it is, and I am so excited to be here to have a conversation with a friend and someone who I really admire, Heather Brewer of Bridge Partners, in charge of client, um, the client director at Bridge Partners. So thank you so much, Heather, for being here. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Cheryl. Yeah, so, um, before we get into all of the amazing things that you're up to, and before we got on this, you know, one thing that we also talked about is that you took an eight-month pause, and we didn't talk about that, but we're talking about really how to be very purpose-driven leaders and lead into your purpose, and that required you to slow down a little mm -hmm. bit before you sped up. So I really admire for you taking that pause and doing that. And before we jump into some of the amazing things that you've done in your life and with Bridge Partners and before, I wanted to take a step back and ask what really inspired you as a young person? Because a lot of times during formidable times of our life, usually between five and six, maybe 10 or 12, we either have something happen to us that inspires us to greatness or it kind of knocks us on our butt you know, a little bit, so to speak, yeah. you know, and sets us back for a little bit. And then we emerge as stronger because of it. So did you have any experiences in your life that really inspired the path and where you've ended up to this point? Actually, it's funny you asked that because uh, whenever I'm asked this question, it always seems to be the same answer, but it was so influential in my life. I will express this here as well. <laughs> When I was, so you asked for something from my, my childhood. Uh, so when I was about five years old, my parents wanted to teach me the importance of saving. And so I started saving, you know, my allowance and, you know, whatever. And uh, the catch was I could only use it for travel, which was pretty revolutionary in the late 70s. Uh, once I had about $600, I actually paid for my ticket and went to Italy as an exchange student. When I came back, I was going into middle school and the whole world seemed to open up for me. So I learned Spanish and I had the bug. So I ended up being an exchange student twice in high school, a year in college, and was really uh, determined to have a, um, a career in international business. And fast forward, ultimately, I lived over 12 years in various countries overseas. I had 14 international moves and really the diversity of my experience really from a personal level from a professional level from a risk-taking level really formed who i am today that is incredible and if i'm not right i think you've logged on about 72 countries you opened up costco spain um and so i think a lot of times people discount a little bit the impact of things that happened to us earlier in our lives and for anyone that's feeling a little bit um, out of control, a little bit lost, so like wanting a little bit more of a sense of purpose, it might be time to take a pause and to reflect on some of these things and seeing if it might be time to shift or pivot. And I really want to admire you for being brave because you could have had all of these things happen and chose to play safe. Um, and you didn't, right. yeah, you went for it. So, you know, that being said, what has allowed you and what mindset, of course, you know, since 
I'm a mental toughness coach. I have to ask the question, what mindset do you think allowed you to travel to over 72 countries and really become an expert in business development, opening US companies and helping them thrive overseas? Thank you. It's kind of a loaded question, but I'll try and be concise. You know, whenever I'm presented with an opportunity from a young age, I think, would it be easier to go and realize I made a mistake and come back to exactly where I am or to risk going and thriving? And for me, having an open mind and really being flexible and I would ask myself those questions and I always went and it never led me astray. In fact, one thing to highlight, especially early in my career, I did not go after money. I started my career with Ernst & Young and was with them for over 10 years. Um, but I never followed the money. I followed the experience and the learning. And I didn't follow roles. Uh, you know, those came over time. But one example of this is I really wanted to do interna international business. And at the time, I was living in Washington, D.C., working for EY. And I wanted to do an exchange program with the firm. And they said, no, that that wasn't happening right now. So I actually went to Spain on vacation and knocked literally on Ernst & Young's door and asked the managing partner for a job. And a few months later, he called me and said they would hire me as a local. And that led to my professional move to Spain with EY and ultimately 12 years. As a result, uh, my partners previously and my team in DC, they were like, what are you doing? Are you making a mistake? You're in a great you know, trajectory here. And I went anyway. And six years later, they begged for me to come back and worked for transaction advisory in Latin America. I was fluent in Spanish. I spoke a little Portuguese, but that was a risk I took. And because of those skill sets I learned, it really helped me really differentiate myself in the career. It also led to even more opportunities globally. Yeah. And I just want to re-emphasize something that you just said and that you did not chase the money or the positions and the titles, but the learning and the experience. Mm -hmm. And I love that advice, you know, now that I have, you know, young adult kids that are getting into the workforce, that is such an important message for them, but also for everyone. Yeah. Um, and also not only that, or having the, you know, we're live, so I'm not going to say what I was thinking of saying, but having the courage, um, <laughs> having the courage to um, have someone tell you that you shouldn't do this, but knowing in your heart that you're going to do it, you do it anyway. Because something that we were talking about before we went live is that sometimes people who care about us the most, whether they're our colleagues, our friends, our family, they unintentionally from a place of love box us in. Mm -hmm. And that is likely what happened to you. It wasn't about any, like we talked about the crabs in the bucket pulling you back down. It was not about that. It was, it was more about them really believing in you and wanting you to stay put and thinking that it would truly not be good for your career path. Mm -hmm. um, and so just being aware of being unintentionally boxed in and the importance of listening to your gut and your heart and having that courage is so important. So I just wanted to take a pause and say, you know, good for you. And also thank you for bringing that up so other people can, you know, learn from what you did. Thank and you. Then I, I, have, I continue to do that through my career and the challenges have been different and the, the 
looking for new opportunities has also been different. But for example, I've I've always been in either transaction advisory, leading global teams, doing M&A, or being a management consultant, all of that, which I love. In fact, a manager once told me, I think you love management consulting because every company has its own language, its own people, <laughs> its own culture. And so when I came back to the US, as you said, I did take a pause and I had never stopped or taken a break in, in my career. And I'd always been just, you know, working all the time. And that also has, you know, some, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> uh, but I took eight months off and I really felt the layers coming off. And I, I said before how the gap between my personal or personality to my professional persona, it was getting bigger and bigger. And during those eight months, it started off as just one month. Um, I really felt the layers coming off. And I thought, you know, the next job I go to, I'm going to be myself. I'm going to show up by myself. I'm going to talk like I do. I'm going to dress like I do. And I had never given myself permission to do that, primarily because I was ultimately, especially, you know, 20 years ago in a male-dominated environment. And lo and behold, when I started working here in Seattle, and I'm at Bridge Partners now, I show up as myself and I'm thriving and I would just recommend that to anybody. My internal stress that I didn't even know I had was because I wasn't showing up as me. And I was very successful, but it just, it made me feel better. And at Bridge Partners, I accepted a role full-time business development. So while sales was a part of my career in consulting and other companies I was at, I had never done that full-time. So it was a little scary, but turns out I love it. And mm -hmm. That's just another niche in my, you know, toolkit. And so I try to continually take risks. And to your point, I do like to think big. And I think sometimes we're so focused on, you know, the day-to-day -day or sometimes the minutia that we lose that broader uh, vision of where we're going as a person, as a company. And so I try to, you know, stay true to my word and, and keep learning as much as I can. <laughs> No, that is so amazing. I really want to um, admire you for that. I also have to give you, since we are live, you have a fan club, so I'm going to share. Oh, um, cool. Sherry Burke is giving you a shout out. You're so amazing, Heather. Oh. Um, I love Sherry too. You're amazing. Right back at you. Um, oh. I didn't talk about that we all met at Women in Cloud, launched my book up there a couple years ago, yes. and I had the um, pleasure of meeting you there. Um, and Sherry is incredible as well. And then also Lynn Koopman is so proud of your work ethic, Heather, you rock. So oh, I, I wanted awesome. to, I wanted to pass along, um, pass along some of those things. Thank so you. if you were giving some advice to like your younger self, or if you have a main message really to leave everyone with, especially during these times of disruption, when we're feeling kind of depleted, it's like, mile 27 of a marathon but the only difference is we're not really sure when it's going to end i don't know if you've run a race before i haven't run a marathon i run a half marathon but I, have you ever done the half marathons where you get to finish and the other people keep going on the marathon i'm like thank god you know i'm like goodbye and have fun because i am done yeah. um but now even that it's, it's even harder because we don't know when the end of the race is. And so based on some of the things that you've shared, can you, can you offer some advice that maybe you would give yourself, you know, your younger self or that you can share with people listening to help them kind of thrive in this new normal that they're in? And, 
keep dreaming big even during times of disruption? Okay, let me just, I think there were three questions there. Um, so the first question was any advice? And as you know, I love people and I love being out there and, and bringing people together, a large diverse set of people and all different types. Um, and really building strategic alliances in my personal life and professional life, starting, you know, when I was even in college or, you know, my whole life. It is amazing and comforting how those alliances, you know, whether I was at, you know, EY or my other companies and just meeting and interfacing daily with all sorts of clients around the world. It's amazing how those strategic alliances come back in your life. And, you know, when I was 21, people told me that, but now I can actually attest that that's an amazing community. And so for business, uh, that has been a great pillar in my career and one that I'm really proud of and I want to continue doing. But also in this time of everything's remote, I think that it's a time to tap into your your uh, network and your friends. And like you did, Cheryl, uh, because it is bringing us together in this virtual world and having those alliances and in person. But because you have those relationships, it really helps build uh, rapport and trust with your teams and your network in this remote world. Right. It's much easier to reach out to people, you know, than net new. And so that was, or that is really important to me. And probably the, I don't want to get emotional, but probably the best thing I would tell myself um, in my 20s and even in my 30s, well, really up until about six years ago, is take a deep breath and practice self-care. Um, I always put everything else first, work and travel and, you know, volunteering. And I really didn't spend time on myself. and taking time during this remote world or any time to focus on your own health and wellness. You know, I, I have a Peloton, so I try and get on that sometimes the, uh, between me. Robin, or, Robin's uh, back right here. Okay. Spread the joy. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, if you're not healthy and well for yourself, you're really not going to be healthy and well for anyone else. And so for me, it would be, even if you're working crazy hours or stressed out, really try and carve out some time for yourself to kind of bring that inner peace and, and make sure that, that you stay healthy physically, mentally, especially mentally now and emotionally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So important. So important. And so what are the key takeaways that, you know, you've been sharing so many uh, gems of wisdom, but what do you want people to think about when, you know, they're done watching this? Mm -hmm. Kind of going back to what I said in the beginning, think big. You know, I didn't know how I was going to get international, but I just was like, I'm going to do it, right? And just taking one step at a time. Sometimes, or even recently, you know, I'm like, had this amazing career and I'm thinking, well, what is all this about? And where am I going to go? And sometimes you don't know where you're going to go, right? But it's taking that first step and realizing that, if there's not a path, it sounds kind of cheesy, but you can create your own path and lead a trail. You know, back when I went overseas with EY or even in college, I think less than 8% of people went, went abroad. Now, granted, international business at that point was like going somewhere and now it's all uh, global teams, but the same principles apply. So 
take a chance, right? Go out there and make it happen. I think also building trust with your teams, with your colleagues, with your friends, that's really important, especially in this virtual world and making sure that you spend time to, to build that trust and rapport. And then what do you think? I just want to pause you there because that's so important. What do you think is the number one best way to do that, to build trust? That's a good question. Actually, so I think being authentic and vulnerable. And this is another thing I wish I knew before. I think when, and it's it's hard for, for me sometimes or for probably a lot of people, but I think that when you are vulnerable and you show that you're 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 just a real person, you're a human being like everyone else, and being open to other people's opinions or thoughts, but also being genuine and authentic in your approach really makes a difference, uh, especially later in your career and especially in building your alliances and your network. Yeah, so important being authentic and genuine so and vulnerable. You know, so even if you're early in your career and saying, this is a dream of mine, I don't have the experience here. It's something that I'm passionate. I mean, that is vulnerable, you know, that is, <clears throat> excuse me, vulnerability. Or when you make a mistake and mess up, which inevitably everybody does, you know, just really, you know, look at it, look at it in the face and learn from it. Um, and also a common theme that I really want to piggyback on that is, you know, facing what you fear, because I would imagine that it was scary, even when they said yes, probably after EY said yes, you're like, are you sure? <laughs> you know, you probably had that moment of, oh, gosh, you know, it is, it's a little scary. Yeah. So, well, um, looking fear I in the face. I don't know where we're anyway. at, but just to comment on that, it's very scary. And <laughs> when I went to go work for Ernst Young, you know, a leader, you know, in a financial, I started off in insurance and then I went into corporate finance. It's business Spanish. And I had no clue half the words in business Spanish. I mean, I, I, I looking back, I'm quite embarrassed, but I had to be confident in myself <laughs> that I knew how to do the job. And that was what was, what was going to shine. And it really tested my limits. You know, when you're not speaking the language fluently and your clients are expecting top results, it's challenging, but I think that also builds your self-confidence and and your passion and your expertise. And kind of building on that, you know, I uh, I don't know if I mentioned it, but I lived in Spain for 12 years in Spanish and um, also Latin America. And because I had worked so long in Spain, when I came back to the U.S. and really anywhere in the world, people know me as the Spain girl, right? And I always to what what you were just saying, like I, that was my brand, right? Business in Spain and I was the leader. And so funny enough, I mentioned it earlier as well. I was back, this was about six years ago and I was actually speaking at the UW Business School and I got a call from one of my uh, prior colleagues who's the CEO of another consulting firm. And he said, Hey, you know what? I was just meeting with the CIO at Costco and turns out they, uh, they need someone to help lead the local team and doing the launch. And, you know, I know you're the Spain girl. So, you know, do you want to talk to him? And I said, yes. And five days later, I moved to Spain. So building that brand or even communicating your passion is so important. Yeah. Communicating your passion 
You know, and I have to tell a story too real quickly just to emphasize that because I was talking, I won't even tell what company I was talking to, a gentleman that I'm leading a coaching cohort for. And he had just started with a company and he's like, well, it's my dream and it's a secret of mine to be head of marketing. And I was like, why is it a secret? You know, and it's just so important to shout it from the rooftop. It's just like, it's my dream to be that. Yeah. And so, um, and I, I have to say, you know, there's similarities and differences between world-class performers and everyone else. And we're all humans, whether you're, you know, a high-level position like yours, um, an Olympian or what have you, we're all human or someone just getting started. You know, we all have anger, fear, doubt, frustration, all of those kind of negative emotions that, you know, are at risk at holding us back. But there's one thing that separates the best from the rest. And that is looking those in the face and especially looking fear in the face mm -hmm. and deciding to move forward and make progress anyway. And that is something that you have done throughout your career, but also for throughout your life starting at 13. So I want to thank you so much for sharing, you know, all of your wisdom and your journey and your, you know, advice with us. And it looks like people can learn a little bit more about you at heatherleebrewer.com, which is scrolling down below. Heather, thank you so much for your time. I really look forward to continuing the conversation and following you. Thanks, Cheryl. And I look forward to seeing you at the Women in Cloud Summit. Uh, in January. Yes, that is the hope. Yes. Thank All you. right. Thank Thanks, you for Heather. inviting me to join you today. Of course. Thanks so much. Okay. Thank you.